is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The Chicago area is huge. It feels like you can find pretty much anything that you're looking for, but there's no guarantee that it'll be in your neighborhood or even on the same side of town. Now, that was the case for one of our listeners who wanted to take martial arts classes on the South Side. We got a message a few weeks ago from a Chicagoan who didn't want to drive all the way to the North Side to practice martial arts. So, as part of our ongoing Lost and Found series, we assigned a producer to track down a local studio that taught self-defense. We have the owner of that studio with us now. Larry C. Tankson is the owner of TAC Karate and Fitness in South Shore. Hey, Larry. Welcome to the program. Hi. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to start by having you talk about your martial arts journey. Where did it begin for you? Oh, it it started for me in the late 60s on the west side of Chicago. And my instructor was named Russ Meek. Okay. And um, I was 13 years old, and that's been, what, 54 years ago now. And uh, from there, uh, I accidentally got into actually owning a school. I won an event and the owner of a school asked me to come by, Jimmy Jones, asked me to come by his school, and I did. Started working for him, and six months later, he sold me the business. You accidentally fell ago. into owning a studio. Wow. Right. <laughs> that, is, that is quite the story. I mean, and so when you were 13, Larry, I mean, what got you interested in the first place? Uh, I, I grew up on the west side, and then I didn't uh, speak the same language that the other kids, uh, I've, you know, I'm a medium complexion person or dark. And uh, I was called white boy because of the way I spoke. And so uh, I found myself learning. I was a very fast runner. So I was running all the time. And then a guy moved on a block and was doing martial arts. I went with him because I was tired of running and I needed to learn how to stand and defend myself. And that's how I got involved. Mm. So as you've you've pointed out for us, you've been practicing karate for more than fifty years, right? That's that in itself is, right. is a big accomplishment, Larry. What would you say it's added to your life? Uh, it got me to do um, uh, one the the people I meet, and two the impact that I've had on children that are now adults. And, uh, and then I got a chance to do other things. I got to do stunts and movies. Uh, I uh, I was blessed that I. Would, was able to do the um, the martial arts move for the game Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, which kicked off what we now call motion caption. That was that game was what brought us to where we now do motion caption. They actually wow. have suits. Uh, back then, they didn't have that. Everything was mixed shift. We didn't take the, my um, my gloves or my hand stuff were actually golf golf gloves. My um, uh, the thing on my head was a baseball cap that they tore the beard off, and they just they built it, and now you actually have suits you put on, and everything lines up perfectly. Oh, that's incredible! Wow. Uh, so TAC Karate, right? That's your place. It's been around for for decades. Talk about the community that you've created. Like, who, who's drawn to to TAC Karate? Oh, uh, we've taught politicians. We've taught. Uh, Teachers, doctors, lawyers, regular people. You may come in our class and you'll find someone that, uh, a middle class person, and you'll find someone that is not so, uh, that's just making it daily. So our uh, classes have, they have everybody, and everybody doesn't know everybody's background, but 
everybody works well together. Yeah. Well, I mentioned at the top there that the reason we're having this conversation is, is it started because a listener of the program reached out to us and they said that they were having a tough time trying to find a studio on the South side. What do you make of that? Well, that's true in a sense because on the North side you have uh, some schools that are open all day. Whereas on the South side, um, since the pandemic, there are less schools. I'm going to say there's like maybe six and we have two of those six schools. When I say schools, I mean a storefront, or building that you work in. I'm not talking about someone teaching at the Y or the Park District. I'm talking about someone who has an established business and they're operating as a business. Wow, okay. Well, let's get into uh, specifics here. Tell us about the types of classes that you offer. Well, we offer martial arts classes for all ages. We, we take them normally as young as three, as four, but we, if a three-year-old passes our interview, we accept that student into our classes. Our classes are set up like um, like school. For example, most a lot of karate schools or martial arts schools, they they advance you as they feel that you need to be advanced. We have requirements, and as you meet those requirements, just like you would in school, you move up to the next level as opposed to waiting on someone's decision whether they, they feel like promoting you today or not feel like promoting you today. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that's one of the, the differences with us. They, they're, um, the, uh, from there, we also teach fitness classes. Uh, we, uh, early on, we learned that a lot of people start doing martial arts classes not to really learn uh, martial arts, but to lose weight because they had friends who had started, and they thought they were losing a lot of weight. Mm. So, hence, now we, the version is called kickboxing which is nothing more than karate with boxing gloves on. <laughs> yeah. And you've talked about the fact that you've watched a lot of people grow up through your programs, Larry. What's, yes. it, like, what's it like for you to see that, that process? Uh, well, this May I'm going to, over, I'm going to, to D.C. to Howard University to watch a, a child that started when he was three years old. He's a second-degree black belt. His name is Jabari, Jabari Brooks. And he's about to uh, graduate from uh, Howard's Medical School. And so it's very gratifying. Wow. Let's get back to your story for a moment, Larry, because I, you know, you're not just a teacher and you've not only, you know, competed extensively in karate competitions, but as you told us earlier, you've worked as a stunt actor. So I want you to tell us more about that because that is super cool. I mean, is there, is there anything we would have seen you in? Uh, yes. Uh, well, <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I have to sometimes, ask. Sometimes I'm doubling people and sometimes I'm playing a part. For example, uh, in, um, in Dark Knight, I played a police officer. Mm. So I was actually uh, doing a part of my own. And then there's the movies like uh, Save the Last Dance, where I actually doubled uh, one of the uh, stars. I was their stunt double. So if they they were riding a bicycle or running, it wasn't actually them. It would be me. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, what's it like doing that? It's fun. It's uh, what's so nice about what I learned about on the movie sets. Everybody's so professional. Uh, They they're very professional and they keep things in order. That's why when we hear things like um, like the shooting that took place out in uh, with. where the, where the gun kills someone, 
uh, that's very rare because when I played the police officer, if once I left, was going to leave out of the sight of the coordinators, I had to give that gun back. And they inspected those things left and right. So it's very difficult. When, that, when I heard that happen, I'm going, like, how did that happen? Because mm. there's You're so talking about the incident pressure. with, with um, actor Alec Baldwin. Yes. On, on there's his, so, the film set. Uh, on top of that, that, that uh, I, I mean, I couldn't even leave. If I was going to go somewhere, I had to leave that revolver with them. And then we reinspected it before they gave it back to me. Yeah. So... So it's difficult. So it's it's fun, and then you have tragedies like that, and then you try to figure out how does that happen when you, you know, the people you were around were so professional that could never happen. Right. Well, let's get back to martial arts here because besides the fact of it being a great workout, I mean, there have got to be some other benefits. Oh yeah, uh, co- coordination, uh, uh, focus. Uh, we find out, you know, DCSF sends us a lot of children, and we get that uh, their focus changes. So a lot of people just think, uh, don't think about, they just think about the punching and kicking. But there's so much more. Uh, we've had so many uh, uh, teachers ask parents, what are you doing different with your child? Because now their grades are going up, they're more focused in class. What are they doing? Because... It takes focus, and if you practice, if you focus on people being focused, then all of a sudden things that were difficult for them becomes easier, and then they're able to do other things, and then that's when uh, attitudes change and people feel confident enough to do other things, and then we get somebody that's really good at something that wouldn't have had they not experienced martial arts. Price, we know, can be a barrier for folks who, who want to try out a new activity, and, and as a parent of teens... I actually remember years ago passing up the opportunity to put my daughters in, in martial arts classes because at the time I just couldn't afford it. Um, but tell us, how, mu- how much does it cost to get into the sport? Uh, well, let me say, right now more females do martial arts than ever before. Before it was like Good. 30 to 1. And um, some, some classes, we, it'll be more females than males. That's how much has changed over the last 40 years. Wow. But, but getting class, we have, uh, we have package classes. We have drop-in classes. So just say somebody wanted to drop in and do a martial arts class, it's $25 a class. If they want to drop in and do a fitness class, it's $15 a class. If they wanted to do martial arts on a regular basis, if they want to come once a week, it's about $88 a month. If they wanted to come twice a week, it's about $108 per month. And... The flexibility of hours are there. We, we're actually open seven days a week mm-hmm. to try to meet everyone's uh, needs. Before, we were set up differently before the pandemic. Now everybody's schedule is all over the place. So we have morning classes, we have afternoon classes, we have evening classes. That's wonderful. Lots of flexibility there. Larry C. Tankson from TAC Karate and Fitness in South Shore. Thank you for talking with us, Larry. And thank you for having me. We're going to turn now to the producer behind the search. That's Reset's digital engagement producer, Claire Hyman. She's going to tell us a little bit about our series, Lost and Found. Hey, Claire, long time no see. Hey, Sasha. <laughs> uh, run it back for us and, and for the people who 
maybe have no idea what I'm talking about when I keep throwing out our phone number for you to leave us voice messages. What is Lost and Found on Reset? Yeah, so this is a series we've been doing where we help Chicagoans find things that they're looking for. So we'll get emails and phone calls of things that a Google search just can't turn up. And then I'm assigned to it and I do research and talk to people and drive around until I can help that person find the thing they're looking for. And the point of it is to help people find things that make Chicago feel more like home. Mm -hmm. And this is an idea I had because when I moved back to Chicago two years ago, Reset was kind of that for me. It reintroduced me to the city and I wanted to be able to do that for our listeners. I mean, and you end up doing a lot of digging. (laughs) Yes. How do you end up coming up with the recommendations that you offer people? I mean, take us through that journey. (laughs) Yeah, it's a different journey every single time. So sometimes I'm polling people I know, our colleagues, my family, friends, and I'll find something. I'm spending a lot of time on Reddit and weird Facebook pages (laughs) looking for for things. I mean, I've walked by your desk a couple times and I've wondered... What is she looking at? Yeah. Okay, so it's for Lost and Found. I'm deep in the Lost and Found search. But I find that a lot of times what's the most effective is just like going out, driving around, meeting people. That's how I found TAC Karate. I stopped in there last week and they had a class going on and I was able to talk to them. So you just showed up on Larry? Yep. I just pulled up. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. And here he is on the radio. I know. That's incredible. I love that so much. I love that journey. So take me back down memory lane again here and and tell us uh, some of the mysteries that you've solved over the last year or so. I was looking back before this conversation. We've actually done a lot of these. So the one that kicked it all off was our infamous Swedish Swedish egg egg coffee, coffee. of course, where we helped a listener find that special drink. Uh, We've done a lot of food ones since then. We found some spicy peppers, pizza by the slice, which you are heavily involved in. I was heavily involved because pizza by the slice needed my expert opinion. It really did. Um, You needed me there at the pizza shop tasting all these different slices because we needed your point of view. I needed to make sure that it was good. It was yeah. all good stuff and, and that you would be fine. Your and- quality control. You're bringing like an East Coast perspective. Absolutely. Pizza. So we we did that one. We we did pumpernickel bread also this Which month. Which for some reason you didn't bring me on that one, but that's okay. We'll talk about it later, Sasha. Um, and <laughs> But we've also done uh, not just food, but also experiences. Like we've helped a listener find a beginner Spanish class pickleball lessons, and then some are kind of just getting to the bottom of people's lingering questions. So there was that one time we found the artist behind this listener's favorite painting that mm-hmm. just went missing from her office. That was cool. That one was a cool one. And then uh, we also helped a listener figure out what's the origin of this funeral tradition she grew up with in Lincoln Park. So it's kind of all over the place, which is what makes it so fun and so exciting every time. Oh, yeah. Your job is never the same. Never. <laughs> never the same. So how should folks reach out with more questions? Because this is the time. I think you're you're actively looking for more. You're ready to go on the hunt. Yeah, we're always looking for more questions, and we just love hearing from our listeners. So please, um, we'd love to hear a little bit about yourself and something you're looking for that would make Chicago feel more like home, but you just don't know where it is. So give us a call at 888-915-9945. Again, that's 888-915-9945. I will Find it for you. Whatever you're looking for. (laughs) And I think it's also cool to mention, Claire, how much we love when our listeners are involved in the process, right? So we we love it. It's not just you leaving this message or sending Claire an email, but we love when we're able to reach back out to you and like tell you our progress on the journey and maybe even bring you onto the program to 
to join the conversation. Totally. This is definitely an invitation for our listeners to come and, and talk with us and be a part of the process. And also just hearing the stories of why people are looking for these things. Maybe it's something that brings them closer to a friend or relative or just closer to the city. So, yeah, we love hearing from you. Give us a call. That's Reset Digital Engagement producer Claire Hyman. Good luck on your next search, Claire. Thank you. I I'm can't excited. Wait. <laughs>